Hello, dear listeners. This is Ivona Remundová from True Story Podcast, published by Institute of Documentary Film in Prague. Today, I'm talking to Botant Pishuk about his newest film, Too Close. Hello, Botant. Hello. Nice to be here. Thank you for being with us in True Story Podcast. Um, I would like to ask you to uh, take us to the very beginning of making your film, to the very first idea, and maybe then to tell us a bit about what your film is about. Well, I've been very much intrigued and interested in the topic of healing and tr- uh, healing especially from trauma and how how people deal with that how how people can find themselves and their uh, true nature when situations when extreme situations happen in their life almost between life and death or something that disrupts their everyday life in such a way that it might seem uh, inimaginable how to continue further i think those situations sort of make us take a journey of finding who we truly are and uh, and explore parts of ourselves which we didn't know before so i was very much intrigued and interested in this, this topic i made a couple of short films which uh, short documentaries in my master's degrees in documentary where where i also approached this topic and uh it's sort of happened in the same time when I was talking to my main character of Too Close, Andrea. I knew her from before, well before the filming, our film started, because we worked together and we maintained a good, friendly, open, communicative relationship. Uh, we shared a joint mutual love for films, for documentaries, for social issues and she was in that state of her life when she was ready to talk about what happened to her so one day she decided that she will share with me this dark secret of her past because she felt the need to talk about it she wanted to to get it out into the world and she was in the state of trauma healing when she felt that she could help others by speaking of what happened to her and yeah that that conversation happened during a coffee i was quite moved and um shocked um because she sort of was like so friendly and familiar she was uh, almost like a big sister character her children were like i don't know cousins i had this you know this care and love for them uh that is why i was so um so shocked by what she told me um and that meeting that conversation actually served as a catalyst for me and for us basically together with andrea to start thinking in storytelling what we could uh, make this what we could do with this uh in the beginning she felt like she wanted to write about it but she she couldn't really find that form and um, in the same time i was as i said before i was interested in the topic i started my masters in documentary i was already dealing with um heavy human rights topic and social is- issues at the time so it sort of came organically and naturally that okay what if we started filming about about you 
and this is how how to close started and before we started filming so from the moment of our conversation until the moment when we started filming it was almost a year and a half almost two years period i tried to get some financing without any success and uh, and also one of the main reasons why this took so much time, so almost a year to, to start filming, was that I sort of had to dig myself into the topic of the film, which concerns abuse and abuse against children, sexual abuse, which is a very uh, social-wise, psychological-wise, on many, many layers. and. Uh, I knew that it was going to be very difficult and hard. So I think what I could do, like sort of like weapon myself with a lot of knowledge uh, about this. So I read a lot of uh, psychological researches uh, on the topic. I consulted with um, therapists, with other survivors. I watched a lot of a uh, lot of films in the topic, fiction and documentaries. Uh, and basically, um, yeah, that 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 is that was my research process, and I sort of felt that okay, I have a certain knowledge about it, and that I can I am able to do this. Well, little did I know what will come after in the next five years, but still, that was sort of like um, an armor to have in the beginning. So yes, th this is how we started it. Voton Pisic is a film director born in Romania who finished his master's degree in documentary film directing at the University of Theatre and Film Arts in Budapest. His 2015 debut film short, Angela, is a strong story about a young pregnant girl from the Transylvanian Roma community who was kidnapped to be married and saved by her lover and future husband. It was screened at several international film festivals and received the awards for Best Direction at the Astra Film Festival in Romania and the DocuArt Fest in Bucharest, as well as receiving the Audience Award at the Media Wave International Film Festival in Hungary. His debut feature-length film, Too Close, is a Romanian-Hungarian co-production exploring the very sensitive topic of familial sexual abuse of children. He combines observational documentary poetry with the thriller genre to let his protagonists tell the story of sexual abuse within the household. The film was developed at the 2019 Ex-Orient Film Workshop by the Institute of Documentary Film in Prague and was then pitched in Prague during the Eastock Platform 2020. The world premiere took place at the Sarajevo Film Festival in August 2022 and received the Best Documentary Award at Astra Film Festival in October 2022. This film is also part of the 2022 East Silver Market Film Catalog, and the distribution company Rise and Shine handles the world sales. Your film is about uh, sexual abuse towards children, and I imagine that this may be was one of the dilemmas at the very beginning of, of the filming when we are filming about children, about their stories, uh, it's hard to talk to them about it. And uh, it's a big decision uh, to expose them in the film. How were you thinking about this? Like, what was the process in your mind towards the 
to, towards your children, protagonists? Uh, well, it was quite early on, together with Andrea, the main character, the mother, we made the decision and I also felt that the film is going to be told through her perspective, from the mother's perspective. I felt that uh, the young girl to whom this happened was sort of, she was already through a lot of therapy. She sort of was in her teenage years, very ready to talk about what happened to her. It was sort of like an open secret in the community. She already talked to her friends and she was, she was eager to talk about what happened to her just as her mother. But still I felt that um, we felt together that the mother's perspective is something that was very intriguing because what was happening what, the past sort of was still haunting her much more than the girl because there were certain elements in the present which had a direct effect on their life and she was very much entangled in that so there was obstacles and dramatic situations in the mother's life and it was also a perspective which I was interested in because I've I've not seen that in many films, in the reference film that I watched. It had a sort of um, emotional aspect to it, which, which I felt sort of very connected to and the need to tell it. And also, as you said, it was also a decision because uh, uh, in this way, sort of the children would be not that exposed and the focus would be on the mother. It sort of would be a triangle of characters with the mother on top and the two children in the other corners of the triangle. And uh, I think it came organically to us because first I shot with Andrea a lot and it sort of came organically that mm, this is their life, this is their family. They are eager to talk about this, to break the taboo on the subject. And by us filtering that or censoring that by not um making the kids also be part of it it wouldn't be truthful to their story you know and sort of it was a joint decision that this is only going to work if if the children will be the supportive characters in the film also so it was a very organic process for those who are listening to us and uh, still haven't seen your movie which i would really recommend Let's tell our listeners uh, the base of the story. Yes, it was always hard to pitch this project because, uh, you, you know, process um, abuse, it's like something so horrible and something, you know, it's even hard to um, get um, empathetic because of to that because it's such a taboo, horrible subject that you feel that it is very outside of your world. It cannot happen to you. It cannot happen to anyone you know. So you sort of keep it at a distance until it happens to someone you know or it happens in your own family. So yeah, it was always difficult to pitch it and how to present the film when in fact, one of the reasons um, and one of the decisions that we made that this film is actually not about child abuse. <laughs> it conserves, it's part of the conflict, part of the problem, but the film itself, it's a survival story of a family, of a mother who is trying to protect her children, who is trying to escape from a village with a bigot mentality 
because they don't believe that this happened to them in their family, especially because the perpetrator, who is uh, the stepfather of the little girl, who was Andrea's, the main character's partner at that time, comes from a well-respected priest religious family. So this is one of the main conflicts of the film. The community where it happened doesn't believe uh, the main characters of the film because uh, this religious prestige. So they, um, the perpetrator comes out of jail much sooner than anticipated. He moves back to the same village. So a lot of, lot of tension is going around this little family's life. And that is why they decide that they need to start a new life. But of course, obstacle after obstacle happens and we embark on a journey with them on a journey for survival, for healing, for starting a new life and yeah, and to learning what their strength is, how you can get out of these deep pitches of your life. This is one of the most interesting aspects of your film, I feel, after I watched your film. The hidden protagonists, the abuser, the stepfather, and uh, the neighbors who are talking to us. We cannot see them, but we can hear their voice. Could you tell me more about why and how did you choose this uh, very interesting and very unique technique, how to connect us viewers with the neighbors through their voice only? Yes, it was a lot of, lot of creative brainstorming uh, regarding that during the development of the film through workshops and with my editor, who is also the co-writer, how we should present it. And basically in the end, it was it was a, 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 the most simple decision, I think, because, you, you know, as I said before, my focus was always the point of view of Andrea, the mother. So it, I wanted to present the whole story through, through her and through their um, perspective, their point of view. So what was most fitting uh, to this is that uh, we, we don't show these people who are gossiping and talking but we feel them as um as sounds coming from around as as someone who could be just passing on the street someone who could be on the bus so we don't uh, associate faces to them but we sort of like feel them as a choir which is which is around us and um and yeah, this is how we we decided to portray the village. It was also like a, a practical decision because it was it was a difficult process to film with them. Together with Andrea, my protagonist, we made the decision that I'm going to film mostly with the village when they where my protagonists are no longer in any sort of too close to them or danger. So I went back to the village and that's when I started going basically from house to house. One of my friends said that I was almost like in an Erin Brockovich sort of mode that I had to knock on many, many doors. Again, many rejections, intimidation. But in the end, I spoke to a lot of people. There were uh, many who accepted to the filming, but only with sound. And there were very few who accepted with sound and image. And so I decided not to use those few people with images, but to most of like deal with deal with the sound. 
you know, I didn't want the whole village to be associated with those few people who accepted with the film, the filming with the image. So that is how we decided to play around with the sound, to make sort of like a sound before image play. Um, yeah, so this is how the, the village choir was born. Uh, and regarding the um, the abuser, the perpetrator in the film, uh, I also felt that it was fitting if we didn't show him because it was short, it would sort of take away the focus, Andrea's and the children's focus on what they are going through. Uh, because they didn't want to see this man, they didn't want to meet him, but they were feeling endangered and scared. If what if they ran into him in the street or in a bus stop or on the bus? What if he stops in front of the house? And this is the feeling that I wanted to give back and not him, especially visually, because, yeah, uh, I wanted to give back that tension and that feeling of being ready and scared the whole time, because this, this was the psychological state that they were in. Yeah. As you say, this is a film about Andrea and about her path. And uh, I really do appreciate that you show her not only in her strongest and bravest moments, but uh, there are also few moments in a film where we see her panicking, sometimes even like vocally violent to her children, because we see the whole picture of what one is experiencing in such situation. Did you ever had in mind what are you gonna do if it's gonna be too much? If you film her in a situation you you don't want to expose to your viewers, what would you do? Well, we we discussed a lot about this with with uh, Andrea, and we we really had no filters when it or censorship in in us when it came to open communication and how we had the same vision of what kind of story we want to tell, and we knew that if we want to break this taboo, then, you know, <laughs> there's no sugarcoating or going around it. And, you know, even parents who are not in these extreme situations can be rough to themselves, to their own kids when it comes to stress and hard situations. So uh, I think, I think everybody can relate to this as a kid or as a parent, even if their life situation is not this extreme, because this is part of our human nature and how we make mistakes and learn from them. So I, I didn't feel the need to, to, uh, to go around that and not show it because it wouldn't have been truthful for them. And I think for me, and uh, since we had a couple of public viewings also, and seeing the public's reaction, how they embrace Andrea and how they actually say what a wonderful parent she is, because she communicates so openly to her kids without filtering or without uh, withholding the truth of what's actually going on. Not many parents do that, you know, and the feel the tension if something is not being set out i think it's more harmful for them because they feel the tension they don't know what's going on and then they have to start making own scenarios up in their minds and she doesn't do that she's she's communicating to them in their level of age according to their level of age and i found, found that very i found that very inspiring 
Well, there are not so many mothers told by their teenage daughters that they are their role models. I mean, I've I've got a daughter who is 11 years old and uh, I'm sure I'm not going to hear this for a couple of years. So that's one of the proofs that she is, especially in such situation, is really an um, inspiring parent. Um, actually, I wanted to ask you what you just said, that you shown your film already to some uh, audiences. What's the reaction or what's the scale of reactions? I guess that there is no one reaction. Well, we uh, premiered in the Sarajevo Film Festival in August this year. Uh, we had our world premiere there. It was an amazing venue with very good audience. And, you know, it's the premiere. We have a lot of emotions. We don't know what to expect, what's their reaction going to be. So at the end of the film, when you when you see people crying and when you add the Q&A, when you hear that they they feel the need to share their own story or after the Q&A, they come there and embrace and hug your characters because they see their courage and uh, why we decided to make this film that can be it was a very beautiful moment there and uh, not just for the team especially but especially for the characters because i think they felt this uh, for the first time in their lives that um, they have really turned around what happened to them and th what their intention was to inspire others uh, to speak about this taboo sort of came to fruition and it happened and after that, we were to Romanian festivals. It was pretty much the same reaction from the public. Uh, at the Astra in Romania, we won uh, the Best Documentary Award. And the public there, since it was a Romanian public, we were also kind of scared because this happened, you know, basically home at close, what their reaction was going to be. And they were, yes, they were very, very much connected to the story because it sort of has this feeling of, injustice, uh, social injustice, legislational injustice, that there are not many things that you can do as a person against that. So when someone goes against the tide and tries to do something against that, yeah, that, that is strong and inspiring for them. So we were very, very, very glad that the, the public felt the film in the way that we intended it to feel. I feel that uh, your film is one of the films which could really change something, even like maybe on a law level. Uh, if you had a magic wand and you can, uh, you know, imagine the best uh, impact of your film in Romania, in Europe, in uh, anywhere, what would that be? Well, uh, funny thing that you mentioned magic. <laughs> I didn't want to leave it to magic. I think me and Andrea and the production team was uh, too determined to, uh, yeah, to to not leave uh, these things up to up to chance. So we we wanted to work on this, and uh, not only with the uh, regular distribution strategies that a documentary might have, but also work out an impact strategy. So we are working together with an impact producer and her team. And we plan uh, to collaborate with several NGOs and uh, 
associations who especially deal with this topic, with the topic of violence against children. So uh, we're figuring out how we can um, how we can make the best out of this. Uh, in Romania, we are already uh, discussing with three uh, potential partners uh, and the film not only to be uh, shown for training purposes, for people who work in this field, for training them, but also directly to show to groups, to uh, meetings where survivors are so it can reach a core level at the center of this problem. So hopefully from there, uh, it can uh, reach also to legislation. It's a lot of work, but we met a lot of determined people, uh, even in Sarajevo, starting from uh, from Bosnia, where we had meetings with uh, EU representatives there and the UNICEF representatives there, uh, who met the characters and had joint discussions about what could be done. There are small steps being taken in order to reach the bigger steps. Thank you, Boton. Thank you very much for this talk. Thank you very much for your brave and unique movie and uh, big luck with uh, all these plans. I hope uh, you'll be successful as much as possible. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me and and, uh, it was a beautiful discussion. Thank you for being open to talk about this topic and the film. And uh, yes, you can find us on social media, hashtag TooClosedDocumentary. Thank you. This was True Story with Botond Pyshek about his newest project, Too Close.